time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, and it is part two of our conversation about money mistakes in retirement planning, the common ones that Glenn sees all the time, and we want to highlight today so hopefully you can avoid these mistakes or at least recognize them if they're happening right now so you can get a fix on those issues and get them pointed in the right direction. Uh, We covered five previously on the uh, last episode of the show, so go back and check that episode out if you want to get five more. But you don't have to listen to that one first if you want to start with today's episode, and then you can go backwards one. Uh, These are in no particular order. Uh, Glenn, glad you're back with us. I know that voice has been uh, a struggle for you lately, and I have a feeling by next episode you'll be sounding really good once again. But I appreciate you again putting the effort out there to kind of lead us through these mistakes despite having a little bit of a a raw voice on you. But, yeah, hey, your energy level was high, and you sounded good on the last one. So I know we're in for another treat today. Good deal, Walter. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. Good, good. All right, well, let's uh, dive into our next mistake as we pick up with part two of this conversation. Uh, Inability to adjust your investment strategy as you approach retirement. First of all, why is that a mistake? Why do we need to adjust? And then what do we mean by adjusting your investment strategy? Right. Well, Walter, I mean, you know, I mean, the common thing for a a lot of folks, I mean, they've heard it. You know that you maybe want to get a little bit more, um, you know, conservative, right? That, and as you as you approach retirement, you want a little less volatility. You don't you don't want to see significant drawdowns, you know, and 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 seeing your account value drop significantly as you're approaching retirement, you know, because that can that can potentially change your your overall plans. You might it might cause you to have to work longer and that kind of thing. So you you really want to think in terms of in terms of segmenting your money. We, we as we've talked about in the past is like I I call it. Uh, you know, retirement diversification. We start thinking about, well, when are you going to need, when are you going to need your money? When are you going to need, you know, at least part of your money? Are you positioning money in such a way that that you, that you're going to be able to draw income from it, you know, over the next little while and then have money that could potentially grow out there in the future? You know, that, that type of thing, as well as, as you're drawing money out, you know, as everybody is familiar with the, with the, with the notion of taxes and, you know, the 401ks and, you know, and IRAs and, and, you know, the pre-tax and the Roth and different things like that. We want to make sure that you're not, you know, you don't, you're not tucking away too much money in the, in the pre-tax account. And when I say too much money, I'm not thinking in terms of that you're sa- you know, potentially saving too much. It's, it's next to impossible to save too much. But you want to make sure that you're, you know, as you're saving, you're saving in a in a, a tax efficient way, and that you're being, you know, tax aware in, in terms of how when you start drawing the money out and it starts being subject to taxation, what is that going to look like, and not cause yourself a, a, a scenario where you know you have you know greater amount of taxes than you needed to have had you been planning a little bit better or a little bit differently, you know, in terms of thinking about the tax implications, you know, rather than you know just simply you know how much is it growing and that, and that type of thing it's really important and you know as as you as you get closer and if, you know you may maybe maybe you went maybe you've gone a little bit overboard but you're approaching retirement there are ways of of doing some conversions and and repositioning that 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 may come into play too you know and that's that's one of those things where it's it's never a one size fits all but certainly it's worth taking a look at and seeing if there's if there's any strategies that you can employ to you know to you know to position yourself in the in the optimal position as you as you get ready to to you know to embark on retirement and start drawing money out 
Well, speaking of drawing money out leads us perfectly into our next point here, and that is uh, withdrawing from retirement accounts too soon. Is that a pretty common mistake that you see? I don't know if I would say it was. It's. It's. Let's say this. It's a common desire on you know for a lot of folks, right? Okay, that's I mean, a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like you know, some, you know, particularly if somebody's like really unhappy in their job and they're really wanting to retire and, you know, and that kind of thing or, you know, something happens and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a conversation. You see it sometimes, you know, where where folks have, you know, have either started doing, you know, started, you know, taking withdrawals perhaps a little, a little, you know, a bit early, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's the, you know, they kind of feel like they, they have to, you know, and sometimes that's that, that, you know, that is the case. Maybe, you know, they've lost a job or something's happened or whatnot, or, you know, that they've had, a, you know, and you know, just, you know, some large expense that was, you know, was way out of the ordinary. And, you know, and, and that was something that they did. But, you you know, but as, as, as everybody knows, and or at least every, you know, for the most part, when you're when you're putting money away into those kinds of accounts, you know, for, for retirement, it is that it is just that it's retirement accounts, right. And, you know, and, and most most advisors that you, you know, that you listen to, you know, are, you know that's one of the first things they say is, is like you know put that money away and you're not going to touch it until you get to reach you know to those retirement years and you know and it's really key to be thinking in terms of you know the the longer you delay those funds the the you know the more they can potentially grow and you know the the fewer years that they have to last right Walter because it's like if you know the you know if you if you start withdrawing it whatever whatever you've got saved you know if you wait a year or you wait two years or three years or whenever you know you you name you know, the the time frame you know well I mean nobody lives forever and so whenever you delay I mean you're obviously you know shortening the number of years that the that the money has to last. And so it's really, you know, it's really key to to take a look at that, you know, and strategize about that, and you know, realize it's like, okay, well, how much do I have saved? How long, you know, can it last? Do I have strategies to make it last? You know, and you know, when is a reasonable time for me to start drawing that money out? And that might not be the same thing for for everybody, you know. Some folks, you know, might have a, you know, a, you know, a, their their lifestyle might not be, you know, you know, quite as big, and they, you know, they they're not as big a spender. You know, and, and maybe they've saved maybe they've saved significant numbers, you know, of, of you know, in their in their retirement accounts. Well, they might be able to start withdrawing money a little bit sooner than than they thought because you know because of uh, you know all the factors that that are there. On the other hand, you might have somebody else who you know likes to spend a little bit more money and whatnot, and even maybe maybe they didn't you know they didn't save quite as much as as they as they needed to, and so they might be in a little different scenario. So again, it's it's never a one size fits all. You really have to make sure that you've got a strategy in place that that you feel comfortable with, that you you know that you feel confident that that money is going to last you through your retirement years. And, you know, and, and hopefully it's like, you know, you, everybody has that, you know, that idea is like, well, I'd like to let, let my very last check bounce, right? You know, and, and it's, you know, and then I'm, you know, and I've, I've used it all up and I, you know, and didn't leave it like that, you know, and, and I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, obviously, because there's a lot of people who want to leave money to, you know, to kids and grandkids. But there's some who are out there that literally tell me, you know, I want my last check to bounce. I want to, I want to use, use it all up. And, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, the, it's it's next to impossible to really think in terms of doing that, particularly if you want to have a lifestyle that's sustainable. So you really want to think in terms of, hey, you know, let's make it last for a really long time and let's make it make it a re, you know, reasonable plan so that so that, you know, you can you can you can make sure that you have the lifestyle that you want to have all the way through your retirement. And so it's really key to figure that out is, is you know, what's the right strategy and when can you start withdrawing those funds? 
Again, we're talking about some common money mistakes. Uh, these are things that happen uh, from time to time, and uh, or, or people will face them all the time. We want to try to avoid these mistakes, and often you will when you're working with a qualified professional who's looking out for them and then helping you problem solve if you're committing these mistakes. That's why we're talking to Glenn about these today. Couple down so far. Got a few more to go on today's episode, Glenn. So we talked about withdrawing money. Let's talk a little bit as we shift gears here about long-term care. And a lot of people just don't like talking about that subject, about that possible need into the future. And so the risk here or the mistake is ignoring those long-term care costs that we might be staring at in the future. Right. Right. No, it's it's a it's a that's a pretty common thing, Walter. You know, I mean, most everybody is aware that that that, that that's a that that's a real risk. You know, I mean that there, you know it's, it's very rare that I have a conversation with somebody who just is like, no, you know, it's like I really hadn't thought about it or anything else. I mean, most people have thought about it. Most people haven't done a whole lot about it because you know they they haven't really found you know something that they feel comfortable with in terms of in terms of how much can they you know how much money in, of their of their retirement nest egg do they really want to allocate to something that they're not sure that may or may not happen right and so you know when we start that those conversations and those discovery meetings we you know we start to look at things and then we start to strategize about you know well how much money are you going to need for you know for your for your lifestyle and how much do you want to try to leave you know to you know to your heirs and that, and that kind of thing and then you know we we start looking at you know different types of you know retirement diversification and you know there are sometimes there's ways there, there's there's financial products that you know you can look at that potentially have the ability to have some additional benefits for long-term care if you need it or you know or or you know that that, that type of thing you know chronic illness you know riders and different things like that that can come into play that can be there for you if you need it but it's not necessarily going to just revert to the insurance company if you didn't need it you know if, if you if you had a, if you had a scenario where you you know you could you could have a hedge against the long-term care costs and yet at the same time if you didn't need to use it for long-term care and it was still there available for you or you could pass it on most people are pretty you know pretty open to that idea and they and they and they really embrace that in a lot of, in a lot of times just because you know it, it makes sense to do that but unfortunately, a lot of folks are not aware of what their choices are, and it's really important to, you know, to really explore that. Exploration is a big part of all of this, I think, and that's why people got to come in, sit down, have a conversation, look at all of the different uh, financial elements that are going on in your portfolio, and, and really you explore, and that's how you find a lot of these mistakes through conversation and a little digging here and there. Uh, two more mistakes to cover on today's episode. Uh, this next one, Glenn, is t not adjusting, and, and I think we've used that word a couple of times. You know, not X, right? Not diversifying, or not not making a change, not being aware of. Well, this one is not adjusting your retirement budget for inflation. A word that we kind of uh, saw a lot of people ignoring for many years, Glenn, but certainly paying more attention to it now. Right. No. Well, well you can't help but pay attention to it right now, right? I mean, it's been it's been all over the news, and it's been you know, as, as anytime you go shopping or to go to even if you don't go shopping, you just go to the gas pump, right? I mean, it's it's been like right in your face the last year or so, maybe a year and a half. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things that's always there, but it's really kind of raised its head more, you know, recently. And it's important, you know, that you you know that you have that built into your overall plan in terms of your, you know, because as you as you know, it's just like you know when you when you when you go to the store. 
you know, you, you, you can go back any, you know, any at any point in time in history. And as you look back, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, your, your money would go further, you know, if the further back you go. Right. I mean, so it's like, so going forward, you, you got to realize, is, you know, a dollar today is not, you know, is not worth, you know, a dollar tomorrow. Right. I mean, you, you go out, you go out, you know, you know, five years from now. You know, you're you're not going to have the same buying power. So you have to really think in terms of how are you going to position your funds in such a way that you can have you can have increasing income over time. And you know that's that's really critical. I mean, a lot of folks really maybe leave that out, and they kind of hope that it you know that, that maybe that their portfolio grows enough or different things like that. But you know, it really is something that you can strategize about and you know, and build in. But it's you know it's got to be something that is you know it's it's actually you know it's, you know you, you're you're taking time you're strategizing about it you're making a plan for it and not just well you know it's it's like well if, if things go well then it'll I'll be okay you know that that's not really a strategy and it's like we've we've said that in the past Walter that you know hoping is not a strategy we really got to think in terms of what what can we do proactively to position things in such a way that you you know you're going to be okay regardless. Another great point, Glenn, and it brings us to our final one for this two-part series, and this one is overlooking the importance of estate planning. So this is where we get kind of to the end of the planning process, right? We're looking ahead, maybe even beyond our, obviously, some end-of-life conversations, but then even into the next generation. Right, right. Well, you know, it comes down to this, Walter. I mean, you know, you know the at least in my conversations with, you know, with, with my clientele and, you know, and people that I, I have conversation with, is is that you know when when push comes to shove you really want to make sure that you do the best job you can in terms of you know if given a choice where do you want your money to go you know and and you know and where can it where can it go and you know in your in your retirement years you want to position things such that you don't you don't have you leave yourself overexposed to you know paying you know, significantly more in taxes than you had to right and 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 in essence then you make the government you know one of your bigger beneficiaries you don't want to do that right i mean i've never i've never had i've never had a conversation with anybody that says oh yeah i want uncle sam to be you know one of my bigger beneficiaries that just doesn't happen right but but you know if if you're not paying attention and you and you haven't you know you know strategized you know properly and put you know puts you know plans in place it can happen you know just by default the way that a lot of people say so that's that's number one number two is is you know when you're thinking in terms of what we were just talking about just earlier in terms of you know of the potential for long-term care that's another place where it can just drain a lot of, of retirement resources out and if you have some hedges in place that will that will be there for you if you need it you know, and you know, and then if and, and then if you don't need it, then 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 you're then things kind of revert back to you or your loved ones. Then that those are some of the big important things that you can do. And they kind of they're they they they're not exactly estate planning, but they you know when you start thinking about you know tax aware planning and you think about hedges for long term care, but they kind of are. I mean, they're, they're, those are the things that preserve the money that can be left over, if you will, Walter. And and of course that you know once you've you know kind of going through those those strategies then it's a matter of making sure that you're dotting some i's crossing your t's you know you know is it is it right thing for you to to have any trusts in place or you know are you okay with just wills those are conversations to explore with you know with uh, possibly an elder law attorney or a, an estate planning attorney you know but you know i always 
suggest folks that you know you really make make sure that you know when you're doing your legal work you want that to be coordinated with your financial planning as well because you know if if the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing sometimes you know there's inadvertent mistakes that can happen and so you want to make sure that you know that they're that they're coordinated and you know and how you're planning for you know how you're going to pass things on and you again you want to pass things on the most efficient way possible well, Glenn, thanks for helping us understand all of these different money mistakes and uh, the common ones that are worth highlighting on this uh, two-episode series, and we appreciate you guiding us through these. If you've got questions, something you heard on the episode today or the previous one, and you're wondering if you're making some of these mistakes when it comes to your own financial plan, make sure that you have a conversation with someone like Glenn. He's a registered financial consultant. He's the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can meet in person or virtually, whatever you're comfortable with. And you can find them very easily online at roadmapfinancial.com. Click the free consultation button and you can schedule a time to visit right from your smartphone or computer. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. You can also call the number and have a chat that way as well. 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535. Don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions at all. Well, Glenn, thanks for breaking down all these mistakes for us, and I'll look forward to another good episode with you next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right, you as well. Heal that voice up, and we'll chat with you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 